This is the Best Run Podcast. Brought to you by SAP. Hello everybody and welcome to our podcast today. And today we're talking about STEM and the students' career path options into the IT industry. And it's Rashanka Prera here and today I have with me a couple of very interesting individuals. I have Travis Joy, who is the person who runs ICT Explorers for SAP. We'll get into a bit of detail about what that is. Benjamin Gonzalez, who's one of our interns at SAP, and he was a former Young ICT Explorers winner. And Edwin Tomlins, who is the Teacher and Acting Assistant Principal for Warunga Public School. So welcome, all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's get into it. Travis, why don't we start with you? Can you sort of give us a little bit of a background about what Young ICT Explorers is and um, how did it start? Yeah, sure. Uh, Young Explorers is an innovation technology challenge for primary and high school students across Australia and New Zealand. Uh, kicked off in Queensland in 2010. Really, it was a brainstorming session from SAP Research at the time, uh, the University of Queensland, during a roundtable dinner, uh, discussing what pathways young people could get into studying further in computer science and technology. The idea of the competition is actually uh, from a German competition called Jugendforscht. I'm sure I just murdered uh, that right there. But they took the principle of having a competition where young people can get together to showcase ideas, but around technology more so rather than science. Really, with Young Explorers, it's an open-ended challenge to solve real-world real problems that the students see in their daily lives that they want to change and giving them the opportunity to come once a year to showcase their projects at an event where we have a community of really warm, welcoming, like-minded individuals who really want to see students shine, um, bringing together ICT professionals, academics all in the field uh, to get together and really positive and reinforce the really the changing evolution of digital technologies in Australia for, for, the, for the younger generation. So Travis, what really interests you about Young ICT Explorers? Uh, I love the openness. I love the freedom of choice that the young people have by entering the competition. Um, we see some absolutely incredible ideas every year. Every year I'm absolutely blown away and I see something new. I, I always think that I'm not going to see something new that I haven't seen before because I've, I thought I've seen it all but every year I'm just blown away by what I see that the young people just come each year and just really just yeah showcase some absolutely ingenious technology innovations. And Edwin why did you actually get involved with the Young ICT Explorers program? I was a teacher at, uh, at an independent school in Sydney and um, I don't know it, my job was to be an ICT integrator so I was my job was to find interesting things for the students to do that integrated ICT into their curriculum. Um, and so uh, an email about Young ICT Explorers um, sort of moving from Queensland and launching for the first time in New South Wales, and it came across my desk. And so I chatted to some uh, students and they had some ideas. So we put together a couple of teams at, um, at that school. I was also working at a different school at the time as well. So I found a couple of kids who wanted to be part of teams at that school. And, uh, and so, yeah, first year we sort of took sort of five teams to the competition and um, one, of the comp one of the teams came first and the other team came second, which was quite nice. Great. It's always nice when that happens. So um, I, it just kept on going. I moved to um, Warunga full time and um, it's just been one of those things that happens every year. I stand up and announce that we're doing Young ICT Explorers and I'll get, you know, 50, 60, 70 kids come along in the first few weeks. And wow. it eventually whittles down to, a, to, you know, a few teams who can actually, 
you know, go the distance. As, as Travis said before, there's, there's an openness to it that just means that I don't have to squeeze the kids into a particular technology or squeeze their ideas to be matching a particular um, theme. They can come with their ideas and I can just sit on the side and assist them to make those ideas a reality. And so it's, um, it's a fantastic project. And Benjamin, what compelled you to actually submit a project idea? So, so when I started, I started, I think my first competition was in grade 10. So I started and I was, I was starting to do just little bits of technology at school through our IT, IT course. And I was pushing as hard as I could. Me and my friend were being really competitive. And we, we were looking for that extra little bit. And I was always asking my teacher, what next? What can I do next? How can I build on top of this assignment? What can I do? And... He never really had an answer until one day he, he just he showed us this competition, Young Ice Explorers, and it was like, here, why don't you do this? Push yourself, but push yourself in any direction and just make something and then pitch it there at Young Ice Explorers. And that's really how I, got, how I started. So I guess everyone's waiting to hear, what was your idea? So I had a couple ideas. One of them didn't win, the other one did. Uh, my first one was a automatic landmine detection unit. That one did well. It got me to South Korea, so I was sponsored to go to South Korea with that one. It took a lot of re- repetition and rebuilding that one. I'm glad you said South Korea there. Yep, <laughs> yep, that was the one, South Korea. <laughs> and then the second one, uh, my favourite, was My Little Baby. It was a little water, de- water quality detection unit, so it was focused around going to third world countries and detecting the water quality and being smart and how it, how it deals with that. What's the next step from poor water quality? What's the next step? What do you do now? Amazing. So, Travis, what are some of the innovative technology showcases you've seen? Uh, some of the projects, some of the amazing ones. Um, but one of them that I always go to that I remember from last year is actually from Morunga, the We Are The Boys <laughs> uh, project. I love those boys. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. They presented so well. And um, their, their idea was to be able to test your pee, your urine, uh, whether you're dehydrated or not, by just by the colour of it. It was an amazing presentation and it worked really well. It was, it was really cool. It was great to see like a bit of humour brought into something that was quite serious dehydration of the population i do remember they said it's something really really high like 70 percent of the population is dehydrated at any one time and um i just thought the whole package of that was absolutely amazing um some of the other projects uh i guess one of the major ones that i do think of all the time is uh school bites which uh came from chatswood high school school bites is actually now a, a fully fledged business out of market um uh, Blake, who owns School Bites, is actually, I think he's in like 300 plus schools across New South Wales now, doing $40 million worth of payments through the New South Wales Department of Education for school fees and things like that. It's a comprehensive school management system that also a payment gateway for schools. So they can manage everything from report cards, timetables, absolutely anything in it. And it's absolutely wonderful. Um, And he's doing really superbly with that one. Last year, we had a planetary transfer calculator from New South Wales as well, which um, sort of the Google Maps for outer space. So it sort of did your trajectory from if you wanted to go from Earth to Mars or or wherever, and it plotted the the trajectory of that and had a virtual reality uh, element to it, which was really, really cool. Um, we had a rip reading device from Perth, which was a, a sort of a buoy sort of type device that uh, measured the force of the rips. So it uh, gave Surf Lifesavers telemetry data um, to be able to predict where and how strong rips were. Um, so they didn't actually need to go into the water, which was really cool. A Wi-Fi fish feeder as well, which I think is really cool. I, I'm, I'm quite into my fish as well. Um, so you could actually look look after your fish on the go. And if you're going away for a weekend, you could feed them, uh, change the temperature of the tank, things like that. We had a sun-tracking solar panel 
that orient uh, that orients the solar panel to follow the sun's path. So you're always getting the the most optimum sunlight for the solar panel. We've had 3D mapping systems of all sorts, but one of the cool ones was aimed at improving the independence of visually impaired students at school by um, providing them a map that they could follow. Um, and lots of virtual reality projects are uh, coming up, which are really awesome. I love virtual reality myself. Uh, one was a Japanese learning game that gamified the process of learning Japanese through VR. Uh, that was also really cool. Um, I've seen everything, including projects bringing the kitchen sink to the events one year, which was which was awesome. That was uh, measuring the wastewater use at home. So yeah, we've seen heaps of amazing innovations. And Edwin, can you tell us about the learning experiences you've seen uh, with students with uh, taking part in this program? I think, uh, like I've, I've made a little bit of a list of the things that I, some of the, the things that I see students doing when they're working together on their projects. And I think one of the best things is that the students have to engage with all parts of the design process so they come up with an idea and as Travis described some of the ideas are really quite random um, and you don't know you don't know where they've come from or, or what but the students have to find a problem they have to find some kind of idea and then they have to uh, come up with a design they have to change their design so they go through the design process um, so many times every time students come to me with an idea it's always impossible the the idea that they've come with like we want to make a new version of Minecraft or we want to make a we want to make a robot that you know is 10 foot tall or they've come up with these crazy ideas and so part of their process is to change their expectations and to find out what they can actually achieve and what they can actually make. So the students end up learning about prototyping, they learn about how to make something and then actually work out, test it, work out whether it's um, it's going to work properly or they will have to go and source and buy the materials they need. They usually have to find out about budgeting and what mum or dad are willing to pay for. They have to work together. Um, the teamwork, I always ask the students what the hardest thing of YICTI is and they say teamwork um, and that's a really, that's something that I think everybody finds in their in their life. They usually, usually the thing that's the easiest thing to learn is learning about the hardware or the, or the software. The Learning the coding skills is f- usually fairly trivial because the kids will, will find a tutorial, they'll spend time doing it, and they'll learn that pretty quickly. Or learning how the hardware works is usually left until the last minute. It's not really it's not really the major thing. It's the design process and and going through and taking it from idea through to um, through to some kind of working product that is is really important. And then of course at some stage they'll have to they'll have to present it and so they have to deliver the product they have to have a project brief that they that they make and I in the early days I used to write those for the students but these days I don't do any of that at all I'm I'll sit back and say if you don't give me a project brief I'm not submitting your project so the students have to work together to get that happening and then when it comes to the judging event they have to present a project entirely by themselves so it doesn't matter how much mum or dad helped them it doesn't matter how much how many times I might have chatted to them about things they could say to the judges the students have you know three to five minutes with these judges alone to explain their project to you know get across their passion for the project um, to explain why they made the choices that they made how the process worked what worked what didn't what they wanted to do in the future what they uh, what they would change if they could do it again and so 
all of those steps along the design process, it, it's just incredibly authentic. It's, it's what you would do if you were make, taking a real product and trying to take a real idea and trying to make it into a real product. And the students, you know, we help them, we coach them, we, we support them along the way. But uh, the students have to be engaged with every single one of those steps. And in a normal school, in a classroom, we, we skip most of those steps along some way. So we might teach prototyping, but we don't teach the rest. Or in a lesson, we might teach teamwork, but we don't teach other things. So, so it's great to see a project where the students can go from, from go to woe without, um, without necessarily having the teacher do everything for them. Benjamin, why don't you tell us what your experience was like at ICT Explorers? So, so my experience after I first got into that uh, first competition with uh, the ro- automatic landmine detection unit, so we, we went in, competed the first time, and the first time we competed, we didn't really know the rules, we didn't really look into what, was, what we were getting in, ourselves into, so we went in with absolutely nothing, and then we were thinking we had to build a robot on the day, so we came in and started building a robot when everyone then was bringing in these massive just projects already pre-built and I was like we were looking around like what's going to happen what's going to happen what we've, we've, we've done this all wrong so we had we had a, a device and it, it to us it was really good but it, it wasn't comparing to these other teams it didn't it wasn't it had that didn't have that finished look so we, we focused a lot on our pitch and our cell and like what was the value that comes out of this project like we, we put a lot of effort into the, the technology it's not there as, as we would have liked but the value where's the value so that competition, very proud we got a merit for a merit for that. That was grade ten. So the next year we thought we love this competition. We're coming back, but we're going to come back and do. We're going to do our best. So we came in. We came into the grade eleven and twelve sec team, and we had around four four people. And I, this this year I was leading the project, and we went in and we we put so much effort into it. We we looked into every single aspect of a project we could possibly do. Not only the technology, but what's the cell around it? Because the technology is nothing without a cell. What's the va- where's the value that comes out of it? Everything that surrounds a project we saw as more important. So I was focused on the technology. That was my ma- my main my main focus. But we had every single person in the team focused on different parts around around the around the technologies as equally as important. So we went we went through into that competition. We pitched, and we did very well. We we got first place, and very proud of that. And then we were invited to go to come down to Sydney for the finals. So we we did a few other competitions in the meanwhile, and then we came down to Sydney. And by then, we had iterated on our project so much, it was a completely different thing. And that we had a working prototype, it was very, very, again, very proud of it. And we pitched it again, and we got first into the, into, into the nationals competition, and, very, and we've got first, and I'm very happy. And past there, I was offered an internship at SAP, and that was, that was pretty awesome. So that was, that's my journey. So would you say that the experience you got from ICT Explorers was a real-world experience? That helped you open open doors later for you. Yes, I, I tell everyone that I know that's in the competition going into the com- competition. You go into it, and every skill that you learn there is applicable to real world. You you learn how to pitch. You learn the confidence to stand up and, and explain a technology. That's one of the hardest things to do. I've learned, I've especially learned because I'm very interested in machine learning and explaining that concept, how it works. How do you explain it to someone that doesn't know machine learning? You need confidence and you need to know how to explain something or how to sell something. How do you show that something has value when you made it? All the skills surrounding has just boosted me and given me a step into the into the, well, the world, basically. So, Travis, it seems that students come from all over Australia and New Zealand. Is that correct? Because uh, Benjamin here is from Brisbane. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, yeah, we have competitions um, pretty much all across Australia. So, yeah, New South Wales, uh, Queensland, both Brisbane and Townsville, we have competitions. Uh, we also are in Victoria, uh, the ACT, South Australia, WA. 
Tasmania and in Auckland. I hope I didn't miss one just then. And then once all of our... We do state, uh, state-based events and a roadshow, which we're able to go to more places. And then once we have done with those judging rounds, we have a final, which we've held at UTS for the past few years now, uh, which is in December. So all first place projects from around Australia and uh, Auckland uh, get to come and showcase their ideas for top honours and really have a really fun day and see some amazing innovations. Tell us what you see as the benefits for students that get involved. I definitely see it as an amazing confidence booster. Just the the soft skills, I suppose, is what Ben was uh, talking about before. So like the pitching of the project and getting together and working as a team, the problem-solving skills, the research, being lifelong learners is something I think everyone really should be focusing on, um, even people of my age. <laughs> um, Technology is basically going to be ruling the world no matter what level of job, even if it's entry level, you're pretty much going to be uh, versing a machine for the rest of your life. So I think Young Explorers gives students that confidence that they will be able to be in control of the machines rather than the machines controlling them, I suppose, in the future. Ben, what about other? What advice would you give to other students who are looking to get involved in the competition? The one thing I'll definitely say is you got to have a passion. You can grow a passion while you're there, but don't be afraid to think big and like let that passion just be shown. So expose that passion. You don't need to be ashamed of it. And for me, it was to fixing the problem of bad water quality. Just have your passion. Open up to any technology. Say yes to anything. Just go full in and just go take the journey. Take the, the, take the roller coaster you're, you're going to go on. Make whatever you want. Do your best and see how it goes. So I understand, um, Edwin, that Australia is actually quite entrepreneurial. You know, in a recent study from the uh, 2017-18 Global Entrepreneur Monitor Report, they said Australia came sixth out of 24 developed uh, countries um, in terms of, of entrepreneurship. So can you talk to me about what you think that Young ICT Explorers is bringing to the students in terms of skills? What kind of skills are they getting equipped with for the future? And then from your perspective, what you need to be thinking about to teach the students to be prepared for technology in the future. I don't really kind of care if the kids win or lose. I think that's one of the lovely things about, about Yikti is the prizes aren't great. And so, um, and so I, I say to the students, look, I can never predict whether or not your project is going to be a winner or a, or a loser. Um, and in fact, it, it doesn't really matter if you win because, you know, the, it's, not, it's not about that. It's all about taking that idea and making it, uh, making it a reality. And so I suppose that's that is the the entrepreneurial skill is being able to say, look, I've got an idea, and and sometimes the ideas are really are really weird. Like, I mean, your, your ideas were fantastic, Ben. <laughs> I had I had some students who came to me and said they wanted to make a device that worked out whether or not a watermelon was ripe. And, you know, another student wanted to make a robot that would teach toddlers to sit still, which um, I think was impossible. Um, but, <laughs> you know, the, the, kids have, the kids have ideas. These ideas come from places. Sometimes they're, they're very much part of their thinking broadly and they're thinking globally and they're thinking about, you know, f- trying to f- um, solve some kind of problem that is a, a serious world, real world problem. And they're trying to, you know, just chip away at the edge of that problem and, um, and, and solve a, l- a little piece of it. It. And then other other times the you know the students' problems they want to solve are completely selfish and insular, and they want to they just want to you know make a website that that makes them famous, or they want to um, you know make something that helps them learn maths better, or or, or something else like that. So so I think the the big the big skill that they're really learning in that in that regard is to is look for problems, try and solve some kind of problem, and it doesn't really matter what they solve. 
It doesn't matter how they do it. That's the skill that they'll go on to uh, to use in the future. All the all the little problems that they solve along the way, all the tiny little steps and and the false starts they have, and the decisions they make, and the choices they make that turned out to be wrong in the in the future. All those little skills. That is all that sort of you know 99% perspiration that we that we talk about with with entrepreneurship. So I think those would be some of the really important skills. Ben, did you want to sort of summarise your experience, uh, anything you want to leave with the listeners? For Especially for students, I think it's 100% go ahead, do it, no matter what. Just it's Even if you're not in, that interested in technology, go ahead, there's so much you can learn from it. For me, it's been such a valuable experience. It's been like a turning point in my life where I went from not really knowing where in technology, what technology I wanted to go into, specifically, I want to be in technology, this is what I want to do. It's opened up so many doors for me. I've been working at SAP just for two years now. And I just had an interview two weeks ago and the most in- someone had told someone who had told someone who had told the boss who drilled me on the, my young ass ticks for it. He was like, what did you do? How, how did it work? What is it? That's all he wanted to know about. I was like, I can, I can tell you. Like, it's, it, I still remember every, every time someone explains it to me, I can explain it in a different way because it's that ingrained in me. It's, it's, I'm, I was so passionate about it. I still am. It's, it, it's, it's something you will never forget. It's, it'll, it'll carry you, start you on a roller coaster. Uh, Travis, do you want to talk about what we're doing this year uh, with the program and how people can get involved? Same, same locations as last year, what I said before. If they want to know more, uh, they can check out the website, youngictexplorers.net.au or get in contact with me directly, uh, info at youngictexplorers.net.au. Uh, so this year, yeah, we're hosting all across Australia, um, Auckland as well with the final again. Really as well, if there was any uh, professionals out there in the digital technologies uh, landscape who would love to come along and volunteer their time and judge. Um, it's a really big community and we need all the support we can get um, from the broader community of technology community as well to come help the younger generation of Australians and New Zealanders really succeed with technology. So please do reach out. Registrations this year, 16th of June, cut off for teachers to sign up and the project submission, which is just a report. So just the outline of what the students want to create. It does not need to be finished at that time. They got right up until the events to keep working on it, even at the events to keep working on it, like Ben was saying before. Uh, There's no shortage of time right there. So please do just enter a report and whether or not the students are high-flying stars with digital technology or just getting their feet wet. Um, It's an inclusive, fun environment where we want to really encourage all students to come and be inspired by their own work and what they see other other students doing too. So we'd love everyone to join us. And I understand that uh, you're showcasing some of your finalists and winners in an upcoming event. Yeah, so the uh, FEC conference that um, you're hosting as well, so that's wonderful. So we've got uh, some of our winners from last year coming along um, to showcase their amazing projects. So the broader community can come along to that one if they want to see what young explorers have been working on in the past. So if you're interested in uh, attending EFFECT, uh, you can look for SAP EFFECT. Just type that into your browser and the events on the 8th of August this year. Thank you very much. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Edwin. Thanks, Travis, for joining us today. Thank you very much. You've been listening to The Best Run Podcast, brought to you by SAP.